Hey everyone, I just wanted to give a quick apology for the audio quality in this current episode. We definitely had some problem with the recording equipment, and it'll become noticeable a little bit during the latter stages of the podcast, but I hope everybody can still enjoy the episode. So, let's all have fun. This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime merchandise such as toys and books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all of your anime shopping needs. She comes in and she's like, oh, you know, I, I want a delicious meat meal. Meat meal? I don't know. Meat meal. I wanted. She wants a meal. Wait, 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 she wants some meat, all right. She wants some so, meat. So wait, wait. Pretend right. we don't have the relationship we do. Okay. We just met at a bar or something, and I came over and I was right. like, "So I would like, <laughs> I would like you to prepare to- a delicious meat meal for me. <laughs> would you not like?" <laughs> I would be very confused. Ciao, みなさん。Anime Addicts Anonymous のライブブロードキャストを聞いていただきます。You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. You're listening to the 273rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Chiaki, and we are here today to do one thing. What is that, my co host friends? To make your anime addiction worse. Oh, that was so good. Nailed it. It's like we practiced, but we didn't. I, lo- I-, I looked at Kazuo for a brief moment. <laughs> he looked at me, and we were dead in sync. Shin- Shinji and Asuka. We should have done that while doing the fusion dance. <laughs> that would be even more cool. You can find us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter at aaapodcast. Or if you want to follow Kazuo, you can follow him at aaakazuo or me at Elise Kova, E L I S E K O V A, and youtube.com forward slash C forward slash aaapodcast, where we broadcast live Sundays at 4 p.m. EST and 9 p.m. GMT. So I can't believe you're letting me drive this episode today, Mitsugi, because I am running on like six hours of sleep and like 24 to 30 something of web design. So, so Chiaki, we're going to give you an opportunity <laughs> right now to boast about your web development skills. Boast? I don't. Yeah. I mean, this I don't know your, if I get to boast. It literally says Chiaki's website boast on the outline. So why don't you? She is. She is some kind of like web magician, <laughs> like a magical web girl. So <laughs> it, if you go to our website right now, both the website and the form are completely transformed in a good yeah. way. Why don't you tell us more, Chiaki? So for those of you who don't know, um, Google is changing their algorithm. They have a really big algorithm change coming on April 21st. And what it's going to do is every website that is not at least mobile compatible is going to get hurt, like almost erased off of search rankings. Yes, drop the hammer. And then... If you sites that are just mobile compatible will experience pr- people are predicting to be a negative shift, not as drastic. And Google is basically rewarding mobile responsive sites. And what that means is 
you can see it in any browser. If you go to our main page, aaapodcast.com or our forums, aaapodcast.com forward slash forum, and you adjust your browser with the page changes automatically. So this is a really fancy way. That, that was my PSA for anyone who, who owns a website, has a website, or is part of a company with a website. Um, if you're listening live, you have time to change it. And if you're not listening live, change it as fast as you can. Um, but this is a nice way to say that it is 100% mobile compatible. This should have come a long time ago, but it didn't because I hated mobile sites until we got into the age of bootstrapping and responsive yeah. sites and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it is completely rebuilt on the main website. I, completely rebuilt, but not. I mean, I think a lot of things, like the trivia is still on the right-hand yeah. side, and right. we it still is. have our J-List banner, and... The homepage has our latest episodes. So there are definitely some changes though, but if you click around for a few seconds, you'll find where everything is. Yeah. Chiaki, can I just say how freaking unbelievable the forum looks? Thank I you. I mean, it is it is like it is it has been reborn. I mean Thank you. I there I would say that there's no other there's no other forum that looks like that. Aw. I don't know. I I haven't seen a forum that looks that that looks that well, badass. I mean there, there so probably sweet. is, but Thank no, you. I don't think so. Aw. And I like the new artwork, too. The new Thanks. artwork is pretty incredible. Yes, we have a new logo that we're, yeah. we, we've reincorporated Yamitsuki, who is our, our mascot, our girl mascot, back into the logo. And I have new artwork coming of each of the hosts. Oh. And My new first artwork. artwork. Your oh, first so artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that didn't have enough time to come together. But forums are completely redone. Chat is revamped. Please we make have me some other looking. stuff. <laughs> Yamitsuki is sexier than ever. Yeah, Mitsugi is sexier than ever, according to Mitsugi. Oh, um, and there's Patreon coming. Yes, that is another thing that's this is coming. A big thing. So, we are going to launch a Patreon account, and I'm not going to give all the details of this episode, but it will be coming. More details will be coming soon. But let's say, let, let's just say that those of you that have been wanting bi-weekly hentai episodes and bi-weekly after parties, this that is how you're going to be getting it. Yeah. So it's like getting four four extra episodes a month. Yes, you have to spend a little bit of money, but you will you will get your hentai episodes. You know, it's you it's it's a really good way of holding us accountable too, because then we'll feel guilty. Um, and, and, and in addition to that, there's stuff like access to our show notes, forty eight hour early early access to new podcast episodes. But you're not saying the thing that I've seen most people excited about. What the ringtones? The ringtones. Ringtones, yeah, ringtones, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So. In that, case that's coming up. In case you want, uh, every time your phone gets an email to go, <laughs> mailbag, mailbag, yeah. bag. Uh, another note, real quick. I uh, Mitsugi bought a condo, and I am moving into the con into my condo uh, tomorrow. So this is the last live broadcast from this studio. Mm. Mitsugi is moving to a better place. I'm gonna so. miss this place. Yeah, it was, it was a, a well, magical place. The next place will be even better. This is where I lost my. Anime podcast virginity. Oh my oh, god, it's so beautiful. Okay, so it'll always stay in our heart. So, uh, Chucky, what are we doing this episode? I'm sorry, I was distracted looking at the forums. This episode, <laughs> we are going to be talking about anime sequels that we think should have never happened, and then we have impressions on Owari no Serif, Shokugeki no Shoma, the disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan, Maho Shoujo Lyrical Nanaha Vivid, and Keikai Sensen. So, I'm lots excited. of good stuff coming. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Lots of. Is it good? Uh -huh. Whoa! Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> what? We have a five star review. Who? Which one of you guys would like to read this? I'll read it real quick. Go for it. So Ken seven five two writes: 
Make my anime addiction worse? <laughs> I say. I am already a full-on anime addict. My addiction can't possibly get any worse. Well, I was wrong. I didn't think that it was possible, but the AAA podcast did it. I look forward to it every week. Keep up the good, keep up the great work, and long live the Moe Archangel. <gasps> Yay! Wow. What is that? What Thank is that? you. That's so exciting. I love how you had to say that. Ha ha. You, you, you might have given us a five-star review, but I give your review of us a one-star. Okay. All right. Side note. What? So you're the Moe Archangel, yeah. right? And you are the Pope of the Church of Mitsugi. You yeah. better not forget it. And I've been trying to think, what am I? What can my people be? Pied Piper of Cats. And in, it, via inspiration uh, from a forum member, Kazuo Senpai, my, these, they could be Kazuo's Kohais, right? Oh, oh no? it's an alliteration Maybe? even. That sounds a little close to a harem full of like... No. Kazuo Kohai. Is it like a pedophile? But you, you have well, to figure wait, out... Wait a second. Is that like a pedo harem? Oh, what? my God. No. <laughs> you have to figure out what you stand for. Like, uh, you, like you just just put that in your head to start thinking about maybe okay. in a future episode. What what are what are you telling... What are you leading your Kohais to? Like, Mitsugi and the Church of Mitsugi well, is against Moe and look, I'm... I, I don't have a lot of morals. <laughs> or strong convictions. So <laughs> that's going to be very difficult, but I will do my best. So maybe maybe the lack of morals <laughs> and convictions is is a must for... Yes. <laughs> Join me as we all meh together. Okay. I must move us along quickly. All right. Forum members, welcome to the forum. Devil Without an Ocean, Road Monster, Space Cowboy 21, Calophy, Max It Out, Tanuki King, Grumpy Bebop, Hisashi Miyazaki and Morike. I'll we have some good names. Devil Without an Ocean is my name. I like that. I'll take mm. the Grumpy Bebop. Oh, man. Oh, that's what I was looking at. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with Space Cowboy then, keeping in line with the Bebop. Okay. Sounds good. Trivia. This week's answer was Muta from The Cat Returns. Muta is still in line with our current theme, Cats. And those who got it correct were Astrophysics, Galactic mm-hmm. Casanova, Yotaru Vegeta, Shakespeare, Baka Ichigo, Icy Rose, Takoyaki, Attack on Titties, David Ta-da, the Demon, Demon, and uh, Full Metal Girl 21, and Cyber Dude. David the Demon took it for the week. And yeah. we are also at the end of our six-month trivia, are. right? Oh. So the six-month six trivia contest ended. Baka Ichigo is the winner of the six-month trivia contest with 699 points. It was... A runaway victory for him. He he won by over a hundred points, so he will be collecting a handsome prize. Yes, and we I've reached out to him already, and I'm gonna say that sadly we are discontinuing the six month trivia contest. So we're gonna you'll notice that it's already gone off the off the front page of the website, and we will be finding other valuable uses for that space on the website. Yeah, but um, the trivia will continue in general. So I hope everyone will continue to play the trivia on the incredibly reborn forum <laughs> the oh snazzy nude forum oh in the oh in the in show trivia question yes there is an in show trivia question. A question we'll give you the answer at the end of the show so you can kind of play along for the show what is miyazaki's and i assume that's studio ghibli's hayao miyazaki's yes, not the right. new forum member right. not the yeah. new forum member <laughs> what is miyazaki's favorite brand of cigarette it's oh. a very difficult question it's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. 
If you would like to submit a mailbag, you can go to our redesigned main page, aaapodcast.com, and click on the tab called Mailbag. And that's how easy it is. On the, the new button. The new button. That says mailbag. That says the mailbag. Shiny so, new button. So, Kazuo, back when, you, back when I said that you and I were like Shinji and Asuka in right. sync, the, there was a blow up in the chat about who was who. Oh. And I, I, I just want to say that neither of us can possibly win in this because Asuka, yeah. Asuka, we're, we're both men. It's true. Asuka is a girl. Right. She's and, kind of a bitch, too. And she is a bitch. Okay, yeah. so that's Mitsuki. I'm just kidding. And, and, <laughs> Actually, and, that makes sense. Well, and Shinji, Shinji is a man. Is like a whiny. Is a man. Yeah. And he's a bitch. Yeah. So either way, we're both going to end up being bitchy. I know. So we both, this is this is terrible. What that's why we should both be Goten and Trunks and do the fusion that, That's a little cooler. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's a little cooler. Okay. So first mailbag. Who is it? I'll read it. Go for it. Okay, so the first mailbag comes from Stale Dog, and it reads, I apologize if this has already come up. I am still working on getting through the old episodes, though. Since Though, since I can listen to them on my iPhone at work, it shouldn't take too long to catch up. Anyway, I thought an interesting topic on the show might be amateur voice acting. For example, there's a site called Voice Acting Alliance that has fan dubs, original animations, radio plays, all sorts of things. Thought it might be an interesting discussion piece. And he links us to voiceactingalliance.com. Yeah. So I, I did check out this website, and I don't know if you guys uh, took a minute to look at it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it seems like a nice way for people that are striving to be voice actors in the industry to uh, get that experience and to maybe make a, whatever you call it, a portfolio of, of voice acting works that you can maybe use in a, for an interview. It's, you know, voice acting, especially for anime, is, is far from a lucrative career path and arguably one that is shrinking. But I think that it's, it's nice that there's something out there that people who have that dream can sort of pursue it because, you know, not every single career path or dream has a, has, has a resource like that that can help you, you know, you know, start on your way to doing things like that. Yeah, definitely. I checked, that out, checked it out as well. It seems to be mostly a forum where yeah. people will get together, uh, and uh, I did listen to a couple of their um, their audio things that they did. One was like a an Inu- Inuyasha kind of like fan dub thing, and uh, it was pretty cool. Some of the people on there are pretty talented, um, and even if you're not looking to really break into the industry, I- I'd imagine it would be a lot of fun to do some of that. So you know, I have to. I I have to say, and this is my personal opinion. Like this is just my gut. I think. Within the next 10 to 20 years, all the dubs that we see will primarily be crowdfunded. Interesting. I think we'll see a decentralization shift from companies leading dubbing and getting licensing to like these big established companies to smaller groups picking up projects and getting them crowdfunded and doing it that way. I just know that's I just know that some voice actors that used to be extremely prolific in the anime industry, like Steve Bloom or Troy Baker. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to do lots of anime, but they've moved on to other places, you know, video games, yeah. things like that. So I hope that this that this website caters to that market too and not just anime because, you know, I think that they're both really interesting fields and they both are sort of related to each other. So if I was, a, if I was an anime voice actor, I would surely want to dip my toes in the slightly more lucrative and 
ever-growing market that is video game voice right. acting. And most of them do both. I mean, you know, I, I do follow a lot of voice actors because, I you know, I think it's pretty fun, I, you know. And uh, a lot of them do tend to float between the worlds of anime and video games. But from what I've heard, video games are much more lucrative. You know, this is a really great opportunity to mention again. We are headed out to the Florida Anime Experience oh. next weekend um, or this weekend, depending on if you're listening to it oh live God, or pre-recorded. Oh, we are going to be, be awesome. so busy and we're so excited. And if you are going, please make sure that you let us know. Private message on the forum, email, Skype. You guys have tons of contact yeah. information for us. But the voice actors made me think of it because we are, and I'm looking at the email right now, we are slated to have interviews with Tiffany Grant, Trina Nishimura, Spike Spencer, and Brina Palencia. Oh, yeah, Brina oh, Palencia. So All right, Mitsuki is not allowed to go to the <laughs> Brina Palencia. <laughs> I, you know, I may not be able to because we're doing six panels. Yes. Um, I, will, con- I, will, I will interview her Contest, alone. you can do it. Yeah, Over dinner. Alone. Yes. And some drinks. <laughs> six panels, four interviews, and contest judging. Yeah. So we're going to be oh. like run ragged. It'll be it'll be a really AAA packed weekend and we're very excited because the Florida anime experience is is a lot of fun. So but if you can't make it to the show, you can look also look forward to those interviews that will be released over the coming weeks. Okay, next mailbag. So in return. Bebop Cola writes short and short and sweat, but I think they meant sweet. They meant sweet. I have watched a lot of anime. Oh, really? So have we. <laughs> With so many out there, the ones I cringe at viewing are the short-run anime that just finished mid-adventure with no sequel to finish off the story. So question, what anime have you seen that you wish would have another season to finish off the story? Some for me, Dead Man Wonderland, High School of the Dead, uh, The Legend of the Legendary Heroes. There's a lot of examples of this for me. Yes. So Berserk has oh. one of the most abrupt endings that will ever occur in anime, flat out, for a show that is so good. Yeah. I mean, just cut me deep with that one. Space Brothers, oh my God, right. just rip my heart right out. Hunter x Hunter, now I know that, uh, the, I know that the Hunter x Hunter manga artist was, is sick or whatever, but I, I, I just want to see more Hunter x Hunter, okay? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of, you know, extenuating circumstances, though. I can see that. Trigun, the original Trigun finished the original manga, but there have been sequels to that manga that have not been adapted, and as far as I know, everyone li- seemed to like Trigun, so maybe we could see more Trigun. Right. And Maroni Kenshin ends on, like, two dozen filler episodes. <laughs> I mean, good God. How can you take a series that is so, I don't know, classic, classic shonen, mm-hmm. and just kill it, like, ruin the shit out of it? Like, you know, can yeah. we please revive and, and restore Maroni Kenshin to its former glory? The ones that I had to dig deep and find were uh, Air Gear, which um, I think had like 25 episodes. Um, and, and oddly enough, I went back and rewatched the first episode of that the other day, and the animation quality is kind of terrible. So I would, like, I, w- I would like to see them do more with that, but make it look a little nicer. Uh, I also put Outlaw Star and Big O on there um, because I really enjoyed those shows back in the day. But, uh, you know, they kind of just end. Okay, this is a weird one. Street Fighter 2. Um, what <laughs> the animation? I love Street Fighter Two. The animation. I want more of it. So I, I would definitely love to see a sequel of that. More having to do with like Ken and Ryu's backstory and stuff like that, or you know, traveling the world and fighting. Um, and then also, ne- ne- next thing you're going to say is that you want a sequel to, to, to Tekken the movie. No, definitely not. And then I and then I will and then I will 
If I have to, if no, I had to watch no. a sequel to that, I would literally gouge out my eyes. No, <laughs> that is not that's not one of my another one. And this is another curveball: Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, and now I know we got Brotherhood, which is fine, but I'm talking about a direct sequel to the original season, or original series, and the original movie, because the way that movie ended, I was not happy, and so I want to see what they do from this point well, on. You know what? You know what? You just you can't have everything. No, I want everything. <laughs> I want to see a sequel to Chihayafuru. That anime just kind of dropped, and I hope we get more. I agree with Melly in the chat. Um, Melly said Akatsuki no Yona. And I know we haven't reviewed that one yet, but I want another season. I'll just say that. Um, and I had another one in my head, and now I can't remember it. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so we should move on to the next mailbag. Okay. Yeah, we should. So the next one comes from Seven Drunken Monkeys on a Stool. <laughs> if the AAA team had to put on an anime wrestling tag team match with Team Chiaki versus Team Mitsugi, with Chiaki being Sailor V from Sailor Moon, oh, no! <laughs> Mitsugi being Kosuke Shikijo. Thank you, Shikijo. I don't what? know why I got so tongue-tied. From Kamen Hentai. Um, don't know what that is. Don't know either. Roko being Mr. Referee from Medbots with Cram and Kazuo yeah. as the commentators. Um, could, could, could this question be more confusing? I know. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I think we should just skip Commentators. To okay. I was wondering who you would pick as your tag team partners. That's Good the moral Christ. of the story and which team would win. So I think if you're a commentator, right, I'll I can't, pick... Well, if I'm a commentator, I can't... I, I need to be neutral and yeah. just commentate. However, if I were to pick a tag team partner, it would be Machamp from Pokemon. Nice. <laughs> because good he's, pick, he's already pick. he's already got the belt, all right? Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Machamp. Good pick. I like right. that. I'm going with uh I'm going with uh, Mr. Hercule or our Hercule aka Mr. Mr. Satan, Satan from Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Because he's such a showman. Like yeah. he 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 may be a bitch. Right. And he may, you know, not be a good fighter or whatever, but he's going to work the crowd. You know, <laughs> you Definitely. know he's going to work the crowd. I'm going to I'll keep it in the DBZ theme and I'll go with uh Android 18? Is that the girl? Or is uh, it Android ooh. 14? So long as this is a mud wrestling it's match. Either 17 or 18. Seven? Seven. It's 18. Is it, is it 18? 18. Is, is that the girl? Yes, for God's sake. Okay. okay. Then yes. Because I'm thinking blonde hair, blue eyes, okay. two chicks. We, right. could, we definitely yes. could get a jive uh, okay. going. All right. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Go on. <laughs> you oh, know. No, and Roko picked Onizuka because he always uh, does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Next question is very short. <laughs> did you, all right, first of all, I gotta say, did either of you watch the YouTube video? I did. No. Okay. All right, so relax, don't do it. Rasks, what is your opinion of the Beast of Craggy Island? What is this? What the hell is this, Kazuo? I don't ask me. <laughs> it's, it was, it's, it, it's like a British comedy uh, skit. Com it's skit comedy. Yeah, thing. I guess. I, I, you know, I gotta be honest. Like most British. Humor just I it doesn't vibe with it doesn't, me. Yeah, it just slides right over your head. This particular oh. video, no, whoa, it didn't oh. slide over. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, it's not my type of humor. I find it very flat and obvious. You know, like okay, with this particular video, uh, for those that have seen it, it's um so it's it's a it's a guy and it's two guys sleeping in a room, one right. in either bed. One yeah. of them is like a father, like a priest or minister or whatever, and a rabbi. And a, or something like that. I don't know. Um, and the other guy is, uh, he's, he's a grown man, but he's supposed to act, he's acting like a small child. And he's like, oh, there's this beast that lives in this place. And he has like, he's, he's the size of four cats and 
He has a magnetic tail, so if you're made out of metal, it'll stick to you. That's preposterous. Yeah, and then the father's like, that doesn't exist. Add it to your list of things that don't exist. And he pulls down the list, and he's like, Phantom of the Opera, and yeah. just all kinds of random crap. And I mean, I get what they're trying to do with the jokes, but it's just like, I don't know. I didn't think it was funny either. No, it's like they're trying too hard to be random. Okay. 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 All right, we answered that. So, one more shout out before we get into our first news break. We have the character battle. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm on that Kill today. Um, on the main page, aaapodcast.com and forums, aaapodcast.com forward slash forum, there are two banners. You can click them to get to the bracket. Uh, you can win a $100 prize from JList to the overall winner. And yeah. if you get... 100% perfect bracket. You get all of them right. Mitsugi will pay you $150 out of pocket I will literally just come, because you're awesome. I will come to your door wherever <laughs> you live and let you take the money right out of my pocket. There you go. He's I, got I'm something not, in his pocket for you. I am not you. even yeah. kidding. You gotta dig deep in that pocket. So go, yeah, go to the website. Deadline is coming up. Submit your bracket. You Deadline know, is May 9th. So. You don't want to be the only person that listens to this podcast that did not submit a bracket. Exactly. So. And it's so much more fun when you can play along. So... We're going to take a news break, and when we come back, we'll have sequels, we'll have impressions, and don't go anywhere. Hey, all you anime addicts, this is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. First up, only in Japan will Godzilla be nominated as a city's honorary ambassador. And only in Japan will you see that same giant lizard ambassador walking the red carpet. You heard me right. To celebrate the grand opening of the Shinjuku Toho building this past week, Godzilla, along with Crayon Shinchan and Eagle Talon characters, took a walk on the red carpet in Tokyo. Now you can find pictures online if you want to see Godzilla standing next to a bunch of other, well, actually famous and or well-known important people. In some other Japanese news, the life-size Pat Labor AV98 Ingram has been traveling across Japan and making appearances from the Tokyo Marathon to baseball games and shopping malls. Most recently, it is now making a stop outside of Himeji Castle in the Hyogo Prefecture at the request of local authorities. It is promoting a traffic safety campaign, which kind of makes sense when you consider that the Ingram is a law enforcement robot. It's a reminding bikelists and drivers to look out for one another. I'm feeling it's a Japan kind of day and I'm just going to keep on that theme and let you know of something else you should look up while you're online looking for pictures of Godzilla and Pat Labors in front of famous Japanese castles. You can find videos online of the flight attendants of Japan Airlines, JAL, in their best idol costumes dancing to Hatsune Miku's 39. It's promoting the company's participation at the Niko Niko Chokaigi 2015 event that's happening this month. The videos show the dancers in various spots with the JAL Sky Museum in Tokyo in the background. Finally, you know how much I love nerdy things that don't immediately scream nerdy things. That goes from everything to cosplay to t-shirts and jewelry. 
Well, fashion brands Sukiyaki and Clamp have teamed up to give us just that. They're reinterpreting some of Cardcaptor Sakura's costume into fashion for adults. The styles they're developing include three of Sakura Kinomoto's dresses as well as her school uniform. They're available for pre-order right now via the Super Groupie website and retail for 124 US dollars to about 150 for the most intricate one. They're very cute looking and while I wouldn't necessarily wear them everywhere, as a posh wardrobe for maybe a convention, I could definitely see myself slipping into one of these. This is Shiaki, and this was your anime news break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Mitsugi, I miss Japan. Me too. What do you miss most? Hmm, that's tough. I love the onsen, and there's nothing like that here in America. Also, I loved getting around on trains, but... Oh, I know. I'd miss the convenience stores. Oh? There's nothing like them here in America, all the wacky things you can find. Anime gummies, strange crackers, Kit Kats flavored like green tea. I even saw Cheetos flavored like Mountain Dew. What? Ew. Were they good? I don't know. I never got to try them, and now I never will. You know, now that you mention it, I think JList.com sent out some on their snack subscription a while back. Snack subscription? I joined to give me that little taste of Japan. Every month, they send you a random selection of Japanese snacks. It can be hit or miss on taste, but it's always fun to open your mailbox and see what you got. I miss the Japanese convenience stores, but hey, it's a little flavor of my Japanese adventures. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. JList.com, right? Mm-hmm. You can set it up as airmail or EMS. You can even buy it as a gift for someone else if you want. But you don't get to choose your own snacks? Well, no. Not as part of the snack subscription. It's a random grab, and hey, I think that's more fun. But if you want your pick, JList.com has dozens of snacks you can choose from and order a la carte. They're always getting more, so if you're craving something special, you never know if it'll come up. That settles it. I'll go to JList.com today. It's been way too long since I've eaten something octopus-flavored. We're back to the 273rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, making your anime addiction worse by talking about anime sequels today. Yeah, well, it's not just any sequel. No? No? No. What kind of sequel is it, Mitsugi? We're talking about anime sequels that we wish that we wish to the heavens above would never have happened. Like the most horrible shit that you, you would prefer mm-hmm. to remember, that you would prefer to have erased from your mind the, forever. The kind of sequels that make you go, why, why did oh, you do Oh, shit! Yes. <laughs> the kind of sequel, sequels that are, oh, shit. Yes. So this was, a, this was a, mail, a, a mailbag topic request submitted by Icy Rose. So we are going to be handling this today. So when you think so when you think of anime that have sequels that you would just prefer never happened. Mm. What kind of things what kind of things do you think caused such a such a sequel to be so terrible? Oh, that's a good question. I I think a lot of it has to do obviously with the success of the original okay. that the studios say, "Okay, well, this was really good and regardless of whether or not 
they have more to say on the show. They're just like, well, we got to pump out something, give right. people something. And like, a, like a cash grab? Yeah, exactly. And okay. usually that just does not turn out well. Right. So, like, maybe the, maybe the original had such – the original was so fantastic that in your mind – and there's lots of examples of this. Mm-hmm. In your mind, the sequel can never possibly live up to the original. That's, that's another issue. I yeah. mean, yeah, definitely. You know, and that happens a lot with not just anime but all kinds of movies and, and even, uh, even music and stuff where someone will come up with, like, a new album or a new movie and you're like, oh, but the original was so much better and – you know, um, very rare. You know, they even have a term for it, sequelitis, you know. And, is that, and, and is the, that a thing? And the, yeah, and the sophomore slump in, in music is what they call it. And it's like um, basically that, you know, when the first is so good, there's no way that the next is going to be able to live up to it. And very rel- rarely does a show's sequel um, quality uh, out, out, outweigh the original. Okay, so Urban Dictionary, sequelitis, I found it. Mm-hmm. And on, on Urban Dictionary, which is taking a very long time to load, it says, A medical condition <laughs> propagated by a combination of commercial success and creative ineptitude. Sin- uh, symptoms include bad movies and music, arrogance, denial, and desperation. In that order. Nice. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. That. <laughs> so, okay. what, what, what was it? Treat symptoms by, what was it again? I didn't see. Oh. You clicked away. But oh, sorry. That's well, okay. Oh, uh, it says, okay, it says, treat symptoms with a daily dose of self-realization. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, here's a great example of that. Dragon Ball GT. Oh, my God, I could not agree with you more. I mean, Akira Toriyama. That, that was on the top of my list. The, oh, when oh, you yeah? said bad sequels, the first thing that came to my mind is GT. I mean, Akira Toriyama, he must just, I don't know what he thinks about Dragon Ball GT. I, I, I wonder if he hates the shit out of it or what if he's the, some... I can't, it doesn't, <laughs> what, you know what? He's why? Probably, he's probably what making, was, he's probably what was making happen- money. What was he thinking? <laughs> He didn't make it. Uh, it's not based off. I don't. I, know, I don't believe Dragon Ball GT is based he have off of anything. Creative control or something? I don't know, but I, I, you know what? Either way, he's probably making a fistfuls of money even today off Dragon Ball GT. So maybe it's fine. It's so depressing. Even the video games of that suck. Have you ever played Dragon Ball GT Final Bout? No. It's Holy bad. Shit. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of. You know, I think this happens in anime when you have a you have a property that's been making money for such a long time that they figure they can probably milk a couple extra dollars out of the property, and so they put something out that has a low budget because they're just trying to milk that last drop out of the hardcore fan base. Right. And and yeah, okay, it might make money for the studio that creates it, but all it does in the end is break the hearts of all those fans who you know were willing to give it a try. That's how I have to feel about it. It's um. Like for me, it's all of the all of the lunar games that came out post lunar eternal uh, eternal blue, the sequel to the original. So, yeah. How about you, Chiaki? Do you, do you how do you feel about all this? I sequels are one of those things that it really is like a be careful what you wish for, and that's kind of how I felt about Shidobako when we were talking about Shidobako. Um, last what was that last episode two episodes ago something like that and where we were talking about if there was a sequel would we watch it and things like that and he's like yes i love sequel to shidobako because i loved it but then the other part of me is like i don't know what they do and i don't want them to make a sequel just for the sake of making a sequel and and i think a lot of people feel that pressure and i completely agree with you guys on on dvz gt i mean i i basically stopped watching dragon ball I, I was so so through Majin Buu, made it through like the Cell Saga, and then that was basically it for me. 
Yeah, it yeah. is pretty bad. And not only is Dragon Ball GT bad, but the the later movies are terrible too. Oh, I mean, geez, Jesus. Yeah. Kazo, have you ever seen the Bio Broly movie? Uh, no, not Bio Broly. Holy I've seen shit. the other two though. You'll never be the same again after you watch that. <laughs> or how you about uh, Battle of the Gods? Uh, <sighs> Battle of the Gods. What the hell was that? Uh, what was that? It, it was Boo eating Boo pudding. What? Uh, why? Why? <laughs> I have no idea. And there's so many Dragon Ball movies that that came out later that are just terrible. Like the second the second Broly movie was terrible. Mm-hmm. All I remember about that movie is uh, kid kid Trunks and kid Goten or whatever hiding from Broly behind a waterfall for like half of that movie. Right. And even Dragon Fist, I think, is like a piece of shit. The thirteenth movie, where Super Saiyan three Go- Goku summons the giant dragon. Yeah, not good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead and go with my first one that I had on my list, and that is Pokemon. 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 The first couple seasons of Pokemon were a lot of fun, and it was great. And, you know. But they just, it's still going. It's still going to this day. And of it's, course it's still it's going. It's so bad. I, well, okay, so here, here's a question, though. And I uh-huh. don't necessarily disagree with you, but do we have any kind of, like, standards or limitations or whatever as far as, like, the audience of the show? Because I feel like those shows that are geared toward children, mm-hmm. they'll just run them forever because they're not they're not making them. I mean... I'm not saying ill against Pokemon. I love Pokemon. It has a near dear place to my heart. But they, they're not making Pokemon to make art. <laughs> I right. don't think that was ever their intention. And, and not to say that kids don't deserve quality or they can't tell quality, but I still think it's one of those... Uh, that's not what yeah. they're doing this for. Yeah, but even if you go back and watch like the original season, like it's still pretty good you know even even as an adult even going back after all these years it's still pretty good i watched the most recent uh i watched like the one of the episodes of the most recent pokemon which is like pokemon xy or something like that it is terrible is it's it, so bad is what? it still ash um yeah yeah it is oh my christ yeah. it, it is yeah, still he's, ash. He's gotta be like 30 by now <laughs> why it, is he still <laughs> i know brock grew up didn't yeah. misty grow grow up also isn't she gone yeah i didn't see her in the episode i watched so i don't know but so like yeah, what? I, I don't understand why they're still doing it. Uh, the most recent seasons have been complete garbage. I, I mean, maybe I am just old. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old, and I don't know. But maybe just they just they don't make it like they used to. Yeah. yeah. So what else we got? I, I see one on here that that I'm that I'm curious if this is gonna be a Mitsugi rant of Moe oh sucks and is awful. K on season two. Oh Jesus. Chaos season two was was pretty rough. You know, oh. I, you know, I didn't realize you put Chaos season two on here because I did as well. Oh, we <laughs> That's both so did. Funny. What did you pay on season yeah, two? Yeah, I did. I did. I actually, Why? I re- actually really liked the first season. Do you not listen to us <laughs> podcast at all? I, <laughs> not listen to my advice. Uh, I take your advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> not oh, many people do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually enjoyed the first Chaos season, and then season two was just like, I don't, I don't even know. They ran out of steam and. Had nothing else to say, I guess. Well, K on season two has big issues because I mean I'm actually a person who didn't who doesn't even dislike the first K on. You know I'm okay with it. It was sort of the first, maybe not the first music anime ever, but the first anime of I'll say of its kind where you have like the four girls in the club room playing music and whatever. Mm-hmm. I was okay with that anime. You know I wasn't quite as jaded back then as I am now. 
But the sequel was literally a perfect example of a cash grab because Kaon was gigantic in Japan, huge. Right. I mean, merchandise everywhere. And then they come out with this sequel that is double the length of the original mm-hmm. that has about six episodes of real content and just totally ruins any memory, any good memories I had of, of the original Kaon are totally ruined by the sequel. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's but uh, again, it's that cash grab. You know, they they see that the first season is successful and makes some money, and it's it, it's kind of like where you see the line between art art and business. You know, it's like the, I'm sure the original creators of these shows uh, have have this um, what's it called uh, artistic uh, I forget the word, but. You know, integrity. They, integrity. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I forget the word integrity. No, they have ar- artistic integrity, and they want to create something because they enjoy it, and they want to, you know, uh, other people to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, got to make that paper. Yeah. So you know, it must be really difficult being an anime creator and having to. It, it's got to be difficult because I feel like just making sequels and making additional content for shows is just like impossible to do. Yeah. You re- you really ever see a sequel that lives up to the to the standards of the original. Well, and that's what I was going to say to to Kazuo's point was he what he was saying about the music industry and whatnot. And and I think this is something more than just like se- direct sequels, but uh, artists experience this when like let's say an author puts out a book and it does really well. There's that pressure of like, what's your next book going to be? What's it going to be? Is it going to be as big? You know, that type of thing. And, and I can only imagine what people feel when they're trying to add on to their original work, like the stress of that. Right, definitely. And um, I guess to go along, I know we're kind of like bouncing around from person to person, yeah. but to go, to go along with the K-On thing, um, I currently started watching this and it came out back in 2006 and everybody saw it but i i saw like a couple episodes of it never really got into it but i started watching the first season of haruhi susumiya and okay. and as soon as i i went on twitter and i was like hey guys i'm you know about to watch the the you know haruhi what order should i watch it in and all that stuff everyone just like flowed in with hatred specifically over the the second se- the second season of it and um and they started talking about uh the uh- endless 8 are you talking about when they reordered the episodes? Yeah, well, when Haruhi originally aired, it was all out of order. And then I guess when the DVDs came out, they were in chronological order. Yeah. But, you know, which is fine, whatever. I don't know why they did that, but it is what it is. And I'm watching it chronologically. But as soon as I mention it, just the hatred for season two poured in on Twitter. And it was hilarious. Apparently, and I haven't, again, I'm only halfway through season one, but. From what I understand, season two completely ruins that anime, and there's there are literally eight episodes where the same exact thing happens in each episode. Just, why does that happen? Oh, I don't th- because uh, I don't know <laughs> because they be trolling. I don't know why they did that. That makes no sense. It at doesn't. All. But like, and I, I watched I watched clips from all eight episodes, and it was literally the same thing, just different shots of it. Do you want to know what else doesn't make sense? What's that? Not having your episodes flow in chronological order. The, yeah. I, the dumbest shit ever. I mean, in a weird way, I can appreciate what they were trying to do. They were trying to be, oh, you God. know, Sounds artistic like and creative in a weird way. But, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, all right, there have been a lot of other examples of really recent shows that I thought were huge disappointments and stuff that just... Not, not only should the sequel not have happened, the original never should have happened uh, either. 
So I don't, I don't know if you watch Initial D. Are you are you a fan of Initial D, Kazuo? <laughs> Huge fan, I guess. I, I, okay, okay. <laughs> did oh, you oh, just oh. ask me if I'm a fan? <laughs> are you kidding? Do you hear Do you hear how offended he is? <laughs> how dare you, sir? <laughs> Jesus, let me apologize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, I am a huge fan of Initial D. Okay, so season Initial D Stage 5 is a pile of shit. I, you know, I really should have read your list before I started making my own because I put, I, put, I put three and four. I think it was three and four, but it might have been five. No, no, it's not four because four is the best. Okay, maybe Four is the five. best season of Initial D. Yeah. F- four, is, f- four is the season where, where, where he's racing like Hawk and the... Okay. And at the end, they're like... And the, they have the scene where they, where they drift like... Uh, uh, Yosuke Takahashi and uh, the other guy like drift around the same turn at the same time yeah, towards each it's other. Yeah, so cool in opposite directions. Okay, well, <laughs> sequel five took all the love out of Initial D. They yeah. literally just dropped any th- any semblance of what Initial D was, like the story, the characters. Yeah. It just made it race after race after race after race, and it was and then, and they weren't even interesting races with characters that no one gave a shit about. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much wrote that you know same thing that they lost track of what made us fall in love with the show in the beginning. Absolutely, you like, know what happened to the, what happened to the kids that are you know working at the gas station, picking up, yeah. you know, trying to pick up girls. Or that's whatever. why, yeah, that's why I liked the first season in the first place. You Pumping know? that gas, making that cash, making that paper. Pumping gas, trying to pick up some, uh, picking some females, <laughs> <laughs> pick up some. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, it's pretty rough. I completely agree with you, and I absolutely adore the first couple seasons of Initial D. Like, there are a few anime that that whenever I'm feeling down, you know, whenever I'm in a rough spot, I'll go back and I'll watch, and they just lift my spirits. And the first couple seasons of Initial D is yeah. one of those anime. One of the best is where he, you know, dips his tire into the gutter and yeah. uses, the, uses, <laughs> he uses it, the, it to go around the rail. Yeah, and then the other guy tries to do it, and he flips his car like, oh, in a, yeah. like, up, like into the air. Oh, man. That's pretty badass. I love that show. You know, th- th- this example might be a function of, of, it seems like whenever you have a really, really long manga, and I actually mm-hmm. read and bought maybe almost, I think, like the first 25 volumes of Initial D, which is kind of unusual for me. But when you have a really long-running manga like that, I feel like the, the, the creator just runs out of ideas, and can't he can't one-up himself anymore. Yeah. And it just turns into sludge. You know, it happens with a lot of shows. Yeah, definitely. It's oh, happening. 100%. It's happening with with with, with Kuroko no Basuke right now. I mean, most long running shonens it happens with. You know, yeah, I absolutely. know there's a lot of um, hatred out there for certain arcs of One Piece, and God, yeah. One Piece has been running for. And forever. Bleach is the same way. I oh. mean, I know Bleach is done, but there are whole arcs that fans, diehard fans of Bleach who love that show, have told me like, watch Bleach, you'll love it. You can these episodes just no. It's not, it's not just episodes. of, And I have this on my list as well. I put Naruto and Bleach. Because in Bleach, there are full seasons. Oh, yeah. That when you I can say just episode. completely <laughs> skip that entire season because it has absolutely nothing to do with... There, there was a season where they were in the middle of this whole ordeal and then it cuts to uh, the main character, you know, Ichigo's little sister playing soccer. And the whole season's about soccer. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? What just happened? <laughs> who are we it doesn't oh it's so bad and of course naruto does the same thing there are several seasons of naruto that you can just completely skip and but the problem is with these shows is that there are there are you know seasons and and sections where it's so good you know and then it just completely craps the bed this is why i love so this whole sequel thing is why i love the dragon ball z kai idea yeah Uh, or the full metal alchemist brotherhood like these shows going back and getting like a revamp 
and getting the shit taken out and the gold remaining because right. that is just well, you hold get, on now uh, you have gold and shit mixed together <laughs> you, yeah <laughs> you remove the shit you gotta you remove just, the shit I don't keep think that's the gold how you get gold you have to remove <laughs> the shit to find the gold I, yes what I'm, yes I'm pretty sure that's not where you're someone's lying to you <laughs> <laughs> what so, are you mean do you mean that that's is, why I haven't found gold that is not <laughs> where you find it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you have to lim- excuse me. You have to remove the sediment from the murky water okay. to find the gold. Are sense. you are you do you are you more pleased with my yes, you have panning to sift, reference? You have to sift, sift through it, to tilt it, slowly pour. Um, anyways, my point is that I do like what some of these series have done and are doing with kind of these reboots, um, looking at taking the series and pulling out the parts that were weaker or only put in there to kind of float things until they got more content from the manga and really making it a tighter, better story. Yeah. That's a big problem is when you have a a show that's running alongside the manga and then of course, you know, the manga tends to go a lot slower than the show. So they have to, you know, just hit you with all these these filler arcs to to make up time. The, uh, Chiaki, did did you, did you watch Nisekoi? No. No, you, you skipped that one? Yeah. Yeah, the expert crafter in the chat said Nisekoi Season 2 never should have happened. I, didn't, I don't think any of us watched that, so... Hmm. Um, here's a great one that really should never have happened. So, you'll remember the anime Hamatora, the animation, that Cram and I absolutely obliterated. Hamatora? I don't remember that one. Oh, that's probably... that's You know what? That's, that's probably for the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first, the first 13 episodes of that show were horrible. I mean, I think we gave it a one... It was unbelievably bad. And then, as if that wasn't in- enough of an insult, the next season, they came out with Re-Hamatora. Oh, Jesus. Literally R-E colon space Hamatora. Like, let's try again. Oh, God. The first one sucked so bad. Let's try to do it again. Well, okay. But you know what? Maybe they, you know, their intentions were probably good. No. That they were like, you know, we screwed up the first one, guys. We're going to bring this back. We're going to make it better. It's going to be okay. Fool me once. <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on you. Wait, shame on you? Is Isn't that, that right? how it goes? Shame I, on you. Oh, yeah, Fool me right. twice, okay, shame okay. on me. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Rokubu SS, mm. the, base, the, base, the uh, basketball anime with the little girls. Yeah. Now, honestly, Rokubu season one was a surprise for me because while it was obviously a moe Portion of portionally a pandering show. It actually had some sports in it. Like it was, an, it, it they actually participated in sporting events with scoreboards and everything else. So I gave it a little bit of a pass because mm-hmm. yes, it was little girls, but they were actually playing basketball. Rokubu season two was like taking that and removing anything that was good from the original, and you're left with basically just pandering moe blob like pedophile food. Really terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, I need to watch girls that, that for once in anime, are like seven years old, and they look seven years old, and then take anything out of it that, was, that made the original halfway decent. I'm hoping that most people out there don't really know what I'm talking about, because that would mean that those people didn't watch Rokubu SS. <laughs> yeah. That's, and here's a clue. Don't watch it. Don't watch it? Don't watch it. <laughs> I got to look this up it. now. No, don't you do it. Don't Rokubu. even... Don't even... You don't even want Rokubu SS in your search history on Google. Oh, <laughs> no. Too late. Oh, He's my. searching for it. Oh, my God. Look at, 
that? <laughs> what the hell? Is I mean, this? oh my god, they don't that have picture. So, so you've got, so you've got oh, five. That's it. The FBI is coming after me. Yeah, man, you're screwed. You, you, you've got five girls here in a locker room. Uh, they all look under under like nine years old, and they're all what? basically topless in their panties. Uh-huh. And then the one girl, of course, somehow only one of the girls has like double D breasts, and she's supposedly the same age, and yet she's the one being like. Oh, they're tape measuring the size of her breasts? Is that what's going on that in that photo? That looks like it, yeah. Holy shit. What Dude, you're going hell? to jail, man. You better, cl- you better get off of that. <laughs> Just get off of that whole thing. Close gotta, the whole window. I'm going to burn this computer. I'm going to go buy another one now. Jesus. You're screwed, man. That's worse than like the deep internet. Yeah, the dark net. The dark, the dark net. Uh, I don't know about that one. Okay, so, yeah. And then, and then of course, there was Hakenden. Eight dogs of the east. <laughs> what? So here he goes again. <laughs> this time, this time, all you're gonna get are pretty boys. All right. Hakenden. Hakenden was just like, oh, right. so boring. I mean, really, did we have to have? I mean, so so we had the mailbag that was like, what anime didn't get finished that you wish had been finished? Right. Well. This was an anime that originally did not get finished in the first season that I wish they would have just left the hell alone. <laughs> just leave it alone. <laughs> we don't need to finish it. Just let it go. Oh, I got to say, these guys have fantastic hair. Oh, they do? Yeah. And uh, there's some, like, boy love in there, <laughs> of course. You know what You know what anime got a second season that I... D- I'm, not e- I'm not offended by it. Oh, my God. That subtitle. <laughs> <a, laughs> I'm sorry. Speaking of, what was this called? Hakenden? Hakenden. Hakenden. There, I just looked up and I found a picture. There's this, like, little boy who's shirtless, and it says, I'm actually 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, naked, and he, yeah, looks, he, he looks 14. He looks eight. Yeah. Hiro no Kakeda is a reverse harem show that I watched, and it, uh... It got a second season, and I'm not really, like, I can't say I wish, like, I think it should have never happened or something, because the second season was exactly, like, the first and pointless and pretty boy and reverse harem and will they, won't they, blah, 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 nonsense. I'm just surprised. Like, I, I kind of wish it didn't get a second season, because that was something that it took time and resources away from another anime. I, Gosh, I often wonder how some anime gets made just... In general. In general. It's like, what? Really? Did you just run out of things to do? <laughs> I don't we got know. bored. I'm, I'm about to do an impression on an anime that I'm wondering why it was made. Yeah? Yeah. I've got one of those impressions coming up pretty soon. Oh, you do? Not on this episode. Not on this episode. But soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I look back and I, I it's, 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 it's disappointing, but rarely ever, I think, do you find a an anime where the first season was kind of not very good and then the second season totally... Totally just revives the original, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Can you think of any examples where the first season sucked and the second oh, season man, was that great? Is, mm, that is really tough. Uh, I mean, let's yeah. I mean, let's turn it on its head here. I know. It's I difficult. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I mean, I'm sure it's been it had to have been done at some point or another. Are you, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna try to Google that. Yeah, right. Like how great second seasons. I'm, I'm sure that the chat who's watching will come up with something. I feel like there are anime that got stronger with every season, but it usually like like Chihayafuru as an example, which I meant which I mentioned earlier, or Kimi Nitodoke. Like it had a strong first season and it had a strong second season, but it wasn't like the first season was weaker and the second season was amazing or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Wow, you actually uh, found yeah. a thread uh, that uh, full just metal talks pa- about this. Full Metal Panic second raid. Metal, th- full Metal Panic, the original season was fine. 
Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is what the people are saying. It's not what I'm saying. <laughs> who who in the world thinks the first season of Full Metal Panic was oh, bad? Also a Vin. Did I say that right? Also a Vin. Yeah. Um, said Clannad. Yep, there, Clannad is also on this list of animes I'm looking at. Yeah. Second I can see season. the case for After Story eclipsing the original. I can definitely see that. Clannad. I, I, I don't think the first season of Clannad was like the worst thing I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a, it was definitely melodramatic to the extreme, but the second season of Clannad is a great, is a great, great anime. Railgun uh, season one is bad, but Railgun S it was way better. Actually, that's true. Yeah, there that's you go. True. That's true. Toa Kaga Kuno Railgun S. Right. Uh, and there's a couple people that said Dark and Black. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple, but it's so rare to, to have the second season be better than the first. Well, hold on. How about, uh, how about Dragon Ball Z? What was the second season of Dragon Ball Z? Wasn't that uh, Namek? I don't know. First the, se- the second season of Dragon Ball Z was probably, yeah, probably the beginning of the Namek saga. So would you say that was better than the uh, Saiyan saga? No, I, I, I consider pretty much all of Dragon Ball Z like the same thing. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think Dragon Ball Z all went, went downhill. Everything from Frieza was downhill. Yeah. I, well, Namek saga is my favorite. So I, I would, if that, if that was applicable, I would say that would. I, I really yeah. like the androids. But after like Cell, like they like especially when you're getting into Belmajin Boo. Yeah, that, that gets ridiculous. Terrible. Yeah, like, I think I, I I I say for me personally, I followed all the way up through through Cell. I think after Cell, that's it. I was done. I mean, after it gets to the point where like you have a fur, you you have a villain who is basically immortal in Cell, who can regenerate from nothing. Yeah. And then it's like, how do you how do you one up that? Well, I appreciate Gohan like over. Power, becoming more powerful than his father and stuff badass. like that, and then at that well, conclusion, it was great. I mean, maybe for like ten seconds. No, he was more powerful. And, it, and then Goku goes Super Saiyan three, and Gohan never never catches up. Yeah, but that was after Cell. That's what I'm saying. Gohan was more powerful for like one yeah, second. And he screwed up and became a scientist. That, yeah, he became so great. Don't same, go man. to school, kids. Yeah, he found he found Videl, and she turned and she uh, and she and she turned him into a whip, boy. which is an anagram for devil. Is it really Videl? Yeah. Wow. I so there you go. Whoa. That's what happens. That's deep. I feel like Dragon Ball. I feel like Dragon Ball as a franchise, like, kind of has some woman hater aspects to it. Like, <laughs> oh don't get me wrong. I love that series, and I don't want to get too far off topic. But like, Chi Chi being how Chi Chi is, yeah, and I also think bitch. it's ironic that <laughs> Chi Chi is also a way to say father in Japanese. Yeah. Oh, so right? like, she wears the pants type of thing. <laughs> and well, you're talking about a show that was made in the '80s in Japan by a man. So, yeah. I mean, come on now. But like, what about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Oh it hates God. on women more than any show I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Women have no rights. They're not even human in JoJo. <laughs> Especially in the second season of and then JoJo Stardust Crusaders. Mm-hmm. I hate Jesus. Stardust Crusaders, how JoJo that. treats his mom. I mean, yeah. It's like, you stupid bitch. Or, baka yaro. Nanyata no baba. Baba. It's like old, old woman. woman. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yeah, I got to catch up on Stardust Crusaders. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I definitely think there are more examples of shows that kind of have bad second seasons than shows that kind of get revived by the second season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think maybe the moral of the story is just when you're watching a sequel to a show that you love, no matter what kind of show it is, right. Try not to get I, I hate to tell people not to get too excited, but if you don't go with the history, with the track record that we have in all media, 
mm-hmm. with sequels being a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. We think about the Star Wars oh, movies. Oh, Jesus, don't get me started. Hey, just, hey, the new I trailer looks good. I can't deal with that good. right now. Wait a second, wait a second. Before you go on that, let me finish I my point. I can't deal with that right now. Just try to temper your expectations when you go into a sequel, you know? Yeah. Like, just because it's a sequel to, to your favorite anime doesn't mean that you're not going to be pissed off by it. <laughs> So it's happened too many times. And you know what? I also have to say, let yourself be pissed off by it. Yeah. Because I feel like too many people you, are like, it's amazing. And you just want to be like, no. No it's, say, no, it's not. Let the hate flow through you. Let the hate flow through you. That's right. Because, That's right. That's right. To quote to quote Amitsugi. Or Star Wars. Or Star Amitsu- Wars. <laughs> Amitsugi once said, just embrace the hate. Oh, there we go. There you go. Just Just embrace it. All right. So, we have rounded up this topic, I think. That was a fun topic. It was a fun topic. Thank you, Icy Rose, for the suggestion. Yay, Icy Rose. We're going to take another quick news break, and when we come back, we're going to have impressions on Keikai Sensen, the disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan, Owari no Serif, Shoukugeki no Shouma, and Maho Shoujo Lyrical Nanaha Vivid. So, don't go anywhere. Animatics, this is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. Every once in a while, we have the opportunity to see our favorite anime and manga get remade into stage play adaptations, but even rarer is the occasional musical. Well, Boys Over Flowers manga is getting that treatment. The 10th issue of Seisha's Margaret magazine has recently announced that Yoko Kamio's Boys Over Flowers will be getting a countrywide open casting call for the lead of Tsukushi Makino in a new musical adaptation. The staff will be announcing more details about the musical as well as the auditions on their official website. In other news, Sentai Filmworks is taking us back to the past with one of my favorite classic anime films. The North American anime distributor has recently announced that it has licensed the 1985, you heard me right, 1985 film Vampire Hunter D. They're planning to release the film digitally and on home video. If you're like me and you're a Vampire Hunter D fan, I'd like to remind you that Discotech has already announced this past February that it licensed the follow-up Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. In some anime business news, it's always interesting to see how companies shift and change, and the financial news source Nikkei has recently reported that the Katakawa Corporation, a very iconic corporation, is restructuring its internal brand companies. This is including their respective editorial departments in response to the publishing market cooling faster than anticipated. Some brand names will remain, they said, but others, like Katakawa Shoten, which is the company's founding name, and Fujimi Shobo, its light novel brand company, will be dissolved. The company hasn't announced yet the full list of brands' name it is dissolving, but they have said that the new organizational structure will consist of five departments, Business, Life, and Culture Department, the Comics and Characters Department, 
the Magazine Brand Department, the ASCII Media Works Department, the Interbrain Department. Katakawa will be consolidating its editorial staff from multiple brand companies into these centralized departments. They have begun encouraging retirement for around 300 of its veteran editors from these brand companies this past month. So clearly there's some shifting going on in the publishing world that runs behind the scenes and supports many of the anime we love. Finally, if you're like me, you've probably been geeking out over the new Star Wars trailer, and it's in perfect timing that a 300-year-old Tokyo-based Yoshitoku Doll Company is bringing back its Darth Vader Musha Ningyo, or Armored Samurai Dolls, for the Children's Day holiday next month. They are, however, already sold out, each doll having been made by hand and selling for 140,400 yen, which is almost 1,200 US dollars. So if you have a premium pretty penny to pay, you might be able to find one online after the fact. This is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey there, AAA listeners. Super Hammered Bros here. We invite you to check out our podcast where we have nerd discussions about geeky stuff you love. We talk about video games, anime, movies, and everything else we talk about related. Here's us ranting about Pokemon. You know, as a kid, you always dream like, because fucking Pokemon tackle and then just a little effect somehow hits the opponent. Same thing fucking stadium. Head roll and then like the head and then the hit air uh, and uh, the uh, air boom. pressure is so strong and hits the opponent's back. Yeah. She added three new fighters. Get from what the fighters is. Is it Pikachu? Yeah. I mean, if Pikachu's not... I mean... <laughs> Wow, you know, I didn't realize. Uh, 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 That's pretty bad, Rick. Yeah, That's pretty is. bad. It is pretty terrible. Of course, Pikachu, if you look, because you know, Pikachu's not there. He looks like a badass, though. You see, you see this? I, I saw the pose. I actually saw the pick. I, 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 gonna, the I, I was like, I like that pose. Like I'm like, boss. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you out. Do you know who the f I am? He gave me my own f***ing game. You can't <laughs> touch me. You'd like to hear more? Go to superhammerbros.com. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Super Hammer Bros. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll hang out with us. And we're back to the 273rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. You've made it with us through the opening the main topic and now we're in the home stretch the impressions and this is our first rounds of impressions for the 2015 anime season You're damn right we are or spring anime season Another the way that this season. works wow. is we each pick anime based off of the description and some basic information and then we watch the first three episodes and we give you our thoughts after three episodes the best of the best are past and we continue to watch them the not so best of the best are failed with funny drops and awesome. that's kind of my introductory summary. Very good. Very good. So who's going to go first? I guess I'm going to go first. Do huh? it up. All right. So the first show that we're going to be giving impressions on is one of mine. And that is Kekai Sensen, uh, also known as Blood Blockade Battlefront. Um, and Kekai Sensen, let's pull up a, a synopsis here right quick. Uh 
Here we go. From ANN, it looks like uh, a breach between Earth and the netherworld has opened up over the city of New York, trapping New Yorkers and creatures from other dimensions in an impenetrable bubble. They've lived together for years in a world of crazy crime, sci-fi sensibilities. Now someone is threatening to sever the bubble, and a group of stylish superhumans is working to keep it from happening. So, Kekai Sensen uh, takes place, as you heard in the synopsis, uh, in and around New York City. However, in this New York City, there was a, a portal to another dimension that opened up. Oh my god, like, just like Wicked City. Yeah, okay. Demons like pour out of it? G- kind of. Oh my god. And so uh, it creates this bubble around New York, and there's and all these crazy monster-type creatures start coming out and, and just cohabitating with humans. And so after several years, it becomes kind of normal. It's just like, yeah, that's whatever. These are these weird, funky creatures. Um, however, some of them are you know psychotic and murderous and evil and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not a fun place to live. Um, our main character is Leonardo Watch, is his name. He's a young, young boy. Um, I don't know, probably in his early teens, I would say. I'm so glad you didn't. I'm so glad that you didn't say Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo she, da Vinci. That was really bracing. <laughs> yes, the Joan of Arc is in there as well. It's every, all every stereotypical anime character that they <laughs> use. Um, so no, Leonardo Watch is his name. He's a young boy, um, and as you find out in the first episode, he has what's called the God's Eye, and uh, basically it allows him to be able to see. Not only things that happen very quickly. Oh my god! He can not only see things that are happening very quickly, but he can see things that everyone, no, no one else can see. Um, so he, in the first episode, and I'm going off of memory here, but in the first episode, he's sitting at a um, at a diner in New York, and a what they call a mock monkey just runs by, grabs his camera because he likes to take pictures of stuff all the time and just bolts with it and he takes off after it. And the thing is, it's a mock monkey. They move at incredibly high rates so no one else sees it except for him and like a couple other of the demonic alien creatures. And they're like, oh yeah, he took off after that monkey. Um, And then he runs into another character, another one of the main characters named Zap Renfro who is... What these names? Yeah, right? Some weird... There's weird names. There's Klaus von Reinhardt's. Uh, there's a bunch of weird names. But Zap Renfro is kind of like this thuggish character who works for this secret organization. And um, uh, Leonardo runs into him, and Zap confuses him for someone else that he was supposed to meet up with. And so Leonardo gets dragged into this crazy world of crime fighting and sci-fi adventure. So, um, now it's... The, the manga if I remember correctly, is uh, the same guy who wrote manga for, um, oh gosh, trying to remember, and I was trying to look it up too, and I couldn't find it. But um, it was another, like, mafioso-type show. De- Dead? No, I'm trying to remember. Death was in there. Like the, 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 I can't remember. I'll try to find it. But um, anyways, uh, so you can definitely tell it's him, though, because it has, like, the same kind of feel and vibe. Um, you find out, and I think episode two, that the reason why Leonardo has the God's eyes is because when he was, he was hanging out with his sister at one point, he has a younger sister who's in a wheelchair, she's handicapped, and they were hanging out and taking pictures and stuff like that, and this giant demonic creature shows up, and he basically gives them an ultimatum that one of them has to give up their eyes, but the other one is going to you know, have the God's eye. 
I don't really know why. They don't really go into it. But he, Leonardo is frozen in terror and just can't respond. And so his younger sister says, you know, take mine. And take his, take her eyes. Yeah, take her eyes. How does that, how does that go? How does that go down? Um, well, he just takes her vision, and then you know Leonardo is is then given the god's eye, so he can see all this crazy stuff. And so he's he has this shame, and 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 um, you know, obviously because he his 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 little handicapped sister had more guts than he did, um, and now she's suffering because of his ability to act. This reminds me of uh, in Hunter Hunter. Um, what's his face? His his clan that got hunted for their eyes. Oh, Kurapika. Kurapika. Sorry, it just made me think of that. Except in that anime, they're literally gout, like 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 snatching their eyeballs out of their skulls. Well, yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, you know what? I, no crap. I'm trying to remember what the other manga was that this guy did. Uh, it's gonna kill me. But anyway, so um, it's uh, and and then in the third episode, you kind of go away from uh, the main character and you follow uh, this guy named Klaus. Who Klaus is kind of the guy who runs the organization that Leonardo has found himself working for now. Right. And uh, Klaus is trying to get information. So he goes to this, this uh, like all knowing being um, where that, that they play a game of chess, but it's like a very complicated and convoluted form of chess. And it's very draining on you psychologically. And you play it for like 99 hours straight. Um, and he does so get some information. It's kind oh, of, so a, it's like chess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, it, that episode, the third episode is, kind of not completely relevant to where the story is at this point it's kind of a side story but i think that it's gonna it's gonna as the show progresses it'll all kind of like come together um so i i, I don't i don't know how, how much longer you guys want me to go on this one but uh i mean overall i i enjoy the style it's very stylistic the action is pretty cool like is it, they, is it well animated it's well animated they battle with um their own blood kind what? of in a weird way like uh oh that sounds like um what is it? Uh, Kyokai no Kanata? Beyond? No, no, no. That's, that's the opening to Sword X Sword. Um, mm. Kara no Kyokai. Uh, no Kyokai? The, the main character of that, she's from a cursed clan that can use her blood to form weapons hmm. and stuff that's that weird. she then fights with. Kind of, yeah, kind of like that. Um, and they can manipulate their blood however they see fit. Yeah, and, same type of thing. Yeah, and um, so it's like there's some cool, there's a lot of action scenes, crazy fighting. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. I, you know, I want to know more about this world and, and why um, this has opened up and why, you know, um, and what importance the main character has as far as like, you know, why was he given these, this God's eye and who was the creature that gave it to him? Um, there are a lot of questions that the first couple episodes have raised. And I, and I, and I definitely want to see the answers to those questions. So because of that, and because of the overall quality of the show, I am going to pass Oh, yeah. Kekai Sensen. The first pass of the season. Oh, snap. Got that in there. And now I'm going to find out who that writer was on the manga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's, it's, how often is it that we start out with a pass? I don't, I don't think know. it's that often. You know, like normally it's like, oh, doom and gloom. Arr. But I think we all kind of expected that, expected that the spring season was going to be a little bit of a stronger one. Found it. You found, found it? Manga, okay. The manga author, uh, Yasuhiro Naito. Who wrote uh, Trigun? Oh, also okay. wrote Gungrave. That's what I was thinking of Gungrave. Well, and you're this a show, Gungrave fan, aren't you? Yeah, and this show reminds me a lot of Gungrave. Um, so yeah, and a couple other things, but those are the two main ones. The guy that y- Yasuhiro N- Naito, Naito, which cannot be his last name. Yeah, right. Um, oh, okay, Na- Naito. They're, they're they're stylizing his last name. He's, he has cool hair. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. That's okay. All. 
Okay, so so this next so the show that I'm doing now is is a, is a called the disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan. Oh, oh, that's so funny. AKA Nagato Yuki-chan no shoshitsu. Nay. Oh, this is going to be awesome, right? I mean, I'm watching uh the first season of uh what's it called? Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah. yeah, so I guess I should mention that this is the this is the I guess a spiritual sequel to Haruhi Suzumiya in a way. Because it's the same universe, it's you know pretty much all the same characters, but it's based on a separate manga. It's an adaptation of the of a manga by the same title, which came out in 2009, and I'm not. I think it's still ongoing, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So it's it's also based on manga, and the studio is Satellite, and they've done a lot of stuff. Like I can't possibly begin to tell you all, all the things that Satellite has 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 done as a studio. But I can look through the list here real quick and just throw out a couple things. Uh, Fairy Tale is on their list. Um, Helsing, a lot of the Helsing properties. I see uh, Log Horizon is on here. A bunch of the Macross shows, Macross Frontier. So, I mean, they've done a lot of work. They're very prolific. And, of course, the director of, of this anime is Wada Junichi, whom I, I've actually never heard of Wada Junichi at all. And when I look at his staff credits, he hasn't directed anything else before. He 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 did he he worked on the storyboard for Gosick, and he did some work on Ungo, but that's pretty much uh, pretty much all. One of those is great. One of those is um, yeah, not so good. <laughs> so all right. So the synopsis is that Nagato Yuki is is a very shy girl who's the president of the literature club, and she's obviously very shy around other people, and she's you know about as about as ready to curl up in a ball and just hide from people as just about anybody ever was. And she hangs around Kyon a lot, who's a who's one of the main characters in the original Haru Suzumiya. And he's the only boy in the tiny club that only has three people in it. And of course, she let, she has a crush on him, of course, as uh, you know, you might expect. And Yuki is going to She's. I guess the story is that she's going to try to like f- find confidence in order to save her club and for and for Kyon, whom she has a crush on. So my initial thought about this show is that it's pretty much just a reason for you know to give fans of the manga something to look at and something to giggle about, and it's like shipping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's. Like, you have two characters, and in the, in the original Haruhi Hadu, Suzumiya, you had Haruhi, and you had, uh, and you had Kyon, and you, and you had Nagato, and all these other characters. But I feel like the fan base really gravitated towards Kyon and Nagato, because Nagato is, like, the cute, nerdy one, and Kyon is the boy that everyone, like, you know, wants to have hook up with all the girls. And I feel like this is sort of, like, giving the fan base what they want in terms of the shipping element between Nagato, Yuki, and Kyon. And let me just tell you, this is not working for me. I mean, I'm just gonna no. be, I'm just gonna be totally honest. the The initial episode of the show is basically just Kyon and Nagato and some girl whom I can't remember her name hanging around the club room and not doing pretty much anything. The other girl's name is Asakura, and they're they're trying to set up for a Christmas party. So it starts around Christmas time, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh my God! Well, where can I find a turkey? Where can I find a Christmas tree? I have to decorate the club room." We have to get ready for Christmas, and they have this Christmas party, and they and they manage to squeeze in a really, a sort of a cute moment where Kyon and Nagato are outside, and they're huddled under the same jacket together, and they're kind of 
cuddled up together outside. But there's no like there's no recognition that the two are a couple or that and they're not exactly confessing each other's feelings to each other. It's just a cute, you know, anime type moment where you know, you you you're supposed to understand that they are in a relationship, but they don't really ever do anything. In the second and third episodes of the show, you run into Haruhi, whom is just as boisterous and bossy and crazy and um, you know, a dominant personality as she ever was in the original, and she goes to a different school in the in this anime. So it's kind of the same universe, but the but the circumstances of the universe are different because mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, they're all part of the same school in the first show. Yes, definitely. So, so now yeah. what's weird though is that um uh Yuki and um uh what's his name? Uh Kion, they're not a thing in I mean I'm only halfway through the first season, but they're not an item. So I don't understand why they're supposed to be I don't understand either. Hmm. I think that it's just like this is maybe an example of a sequel that maybe should never have happened because the only reason this sequel exists is so that they can make an alternate universe where Kyon and Nagato end up together for, for the fans. Right. Because they're trying to milk money out of it. I mean, Haruhi Suzumiya was a gigantic property when it came out, like huge, yeah. groundbreaking, earth shaking. What song? is that? The song no. from. I, blo- I don't remember that. It's too, you're too long. I remember the intro where they're dancing and spinning their fingers around and shit. Yeah, that was the outro. But okay, well, the uh, this anime was like was the Attack on Titan of slice of life comedy back in like 2004 or whatever when it came out. I mean, it it, show, it shook the earth, you know. So there's obviously enough of a fan base hanging around that this is probably going to be a very highly watched show as well, and it's going to make a lot of money. I'm imagining. But in the second and third episode, Haruhi comes in. She is. She wants to hunt down and capture Santa Claus because as that's, you do. That's. I'm sorry. As you do. As I do. As you do. As anyone does. Yeah. I mean, don't you want to hunt down and capture Santa Claus? No, not really. No? Oh well. You don't want Sandy Claus. <laughs> so. D- did you get? Did you get, I get my it. reference? I, get it. I didn't. Uh, I oh, get okay. It. So. That's what Haruhi does, right? She's after espers and aliens and whatever. And she's time travelers. Time travelers. And she wants to do that in this anime also. And so I guess, I guess that Santa Claus falls under that category. And so she wants to, so so they they meet her in the park and she like falls asleep in the park because she's going to, she's made a trap for him, I guess. And at the end of the third episode, she has come in and has basically taken over their literature club, even though she's not even a member of their school. So despite the fact that the circumstances of this anime's universe are slightly modified, they still manage to make them all part of the same club. Now, I made a Twitter post because in the second episode, they brought up the point that they were going to disband the litter. Oh, and, 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 and let, me just, let me just say, mm-hmm. someone, someone stop me when, when, when this sounds familiar. Okay. Okay? Gotcha. Ready? All, right. all right. It's a quick all game. Right. We're going to play a quick game here. So the school is going to disband the literature club because it only has three members. Stop. Wait a minute. <laughs> so are you telling me that they have to find five members total to keep the club alive? Are, are you saying they need more members? I think they might need five members is, is in it, their club. Is it exactly five? That's usually what it is. I don't know if it's exactly five, but how could you possibly know that? Because you, there's a million other shows. Are that, you an Esper? I 
I am a time traveler. And I wow. come to you from the future. You So you've seen this whole anime already? Yes. How does it end up? It's terrible. Is it? <laughs> so, you know, I posted on Twitter and I was like, Jesus, can we please, for God's sake, can we please retire the theme of I'm in a school and my club doesn't have enough members. It's going to get shut down. I can literally name 30 anime where that is the You story. know what would be a really interesting anime? A club that has too many members and the anime is about oh auditioning to be a part of the club. Oh my god, Whoa. it's so good. And they kill them. We'll just kill they, them wait, off. What? Okay. It'll be it'll be Battle Royale meets K-On. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, there we go. Next anime Shark Tank. So, you heard it here first. I'm definitely not passing the show. They literally did nothing for three episodes. I cannot there's there's nothing I would rather there's no anime I would I would rather watch Pupa again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, maybe not. But Pupa is really short, so I could at least get through it in like half an hour. So, yeah, we're going to fail this one with uh, with a new fail drop here. Oh, snap. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Okay, so that That's anime... awesome. <laughs> look, 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 look. Listen, listen. Let me level with you. I know I'm supposed to pass Audrey Susan Mie because we just lost like 30% of our podcast <laughs> listenership forever, and I'm going to get four hate emails, and we're going to get two one out of one star out of five reviews because I just failed Audrey Susan Mie. But this anime is boring. I mean, they do nothing. As I long as as long as they're honest in their one star out of five reviews, and they say, you know, you guys hated an anime. Yeah. Like. Chiaki, Chiaki. Yesterday, it took me an hour and almost two hours to get through two episodes of this. What? Wow. Is how, that even possible? I was going to say, because how is that? I, Are you a time traveler? because I watch five minutes of it. I'm bored. I pause it and do something else and come back and forget I was supposed to be watching it. I come back. I watch five minutes. Oh, they haven't done anything. I get distracted online looking at NFL.com or something. It's just, oh, God. I'm done. Wow. All right. Well, what's next? All right, so the next one is Awari no Serif, or Serif of the End, or Serif of the End Vampire Reign, depending on what what title you want to use for this. Um, Oh, man. I I am not emotionally or mentally ready for this impression because I cannot be further on the fence. But let let me start with the anime's plot is this. It starts out with a virus that takes over the world that kills everybody off, everybody off who's older than 13. Oh. Like it, kids, kids can't be affected by it because they're not mature enough, but the adults are all dying. What about really and immature adults? I, I think it's more of a, physi- oh. a physiological thing, not psychological. Ah, crap. Okay. But, um, I'm screwed. Yeah, no, me too. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, vampires rise up from beneath the earth and take the surviving children down and basically use them as like blood livestock. Ooh. And yeah. so <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no answer. Kenneth Kenneth from Connecticut. What? What? It's from Eminem. Come on. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> so the story follows um Yuichiro Haya uh Hayakuya and he is with these other orphans and before Actually, it's interesting because it's not like, oh, we were all orphaned by the um, by the the virus. He actually was orphaned. He was abandoned prior to the virus happening and put in an orphanage. So he already had like kind yeah. of this bond with them um, pre that happening. And and they're like, you know, we, we're there's family. We're going to look out for each other and him and, and like 
five or six other orphans have like this really strong bond and they're aged at in episode one they're aged between like six i would say and like 11 or 12 um i think in episode one uh yuichiro is 12 because they're talking about how they have one more year till they would be affected by the virus oh, so once they get to age 13 the virus takes effect that's what they've been told oh, so they've been basically taken underground and used by the vampires as livestock well there's also uh michaela Hay- uh, hayakuya and he um is has made friends with a higher up level vampire and he ends up going to his mansion and letting him basically use him as like his blood toy or whatever you want to call it and to steal a gun and a map to try to escape with the kids because um Yuichiro is like well what happens if we get to the surface and uh Michaela is like well we have one more year left so we'll figure it out we'll we'll get somewhere and we'll be safe but we're gonna get away from the vampires so they plot their escape and they sneak out and right as they're sneaking out, right as they're at the end, the vampire comes out and the vampire is like the vampire who Michaela, the Lord Duke vampire. I forgot his name, but we're just going to call him Duke, Duke vampire. vampire Lord. Yeah. Duke vampire Lord. We'll call him Duke vampire Awesome. comes out and he's like, you know, Oh look, you stole the map. You stole the gun. I know I knew what you were doing. This is my favorite sport type of thing. And so everyone, everyone is like crushed and he's like, but I'll give you one more thing, one more shred of hope to see what you do. If you get through that door and he points at the door on the other end of a long hallway, of course, um, if you get through that door, you can escape. And so what ensues is basically a bloodbath of all of these kids getting like slaughtered as they try to make it to the door. And the only person who makes it is Yuichiro. And Michaela basically sacrifices himself for Yuichiro to make it. So Yuichiro gets to the surface. And as soon as he gets to the surface, he is ready to like collapse. Everyone he's ever loved is dead. And then he discovers that there are humans on the surface that like any virus, some people were immune to it and humanity has lived on. And so, and, and persevered and figured it out. Mm -hmm. And, they, they're there waiting for him because they said a prophecy said that someone would come from the underworld who would help fight against the vampires. And they say, you know, do, will you be raised by the military and, and will you help defeat them? And of course, Yurichiro is like, I don't care what I have to do. I just watch my whole quote unquote family be murdered before my eyes horribly. I'm going to join you. Um, that is episode one. Jeez. Are you sold on episode one? God, this sounds awesome. Because I was sold. Now, let me tell you this also. The animation is astounding. The character design is awesome. I love what they do with line work. The fight scenes are gorgeously animated. The backgrounds are like this brush color, like gorgeousness. And the music is also freaking phenomenal. First episode, I was like five out of five. This is it. This is the shebang. I don't care that it's vampires yeah. and demons and angels or whatever, the normal cliches. This is, this is doing it. Um, and, and then I watched episode two. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what? Hap- what happened? So episode two starts with Yuichiro. He's now older, and he is a high school student. And he is in high school. Wait, hold on. What? Yes. He is in high school. And I'm like, What? And so he's in high school. He's he's studying in the military, and they've enrolled him in this high school. And in episode two, there's a cute girl who ends up being his military com- comrade who is keeping him under wraps. And she says, 
Well, you can't progress in the military unless you make a friend first. What? I think she's Yes. I, I think that you should say that again with a Russian accent. Um Okay. Like I got to I got to get into the accent right. first. So so in 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 communist vampire vampire drink your blood. Okay. So when when he is in the military, mm-hmm. the military enrolls him and there is the cute girl. And mm-hmm. this cute girl, he is she is the uh military girl. Right. And she is watching him and she says, you need a friend. Wait, what is you need to friend? make a friend. Because what? to progress in military, you need friend. <laughs> <laughs> so the bullshit is that it's something about like teamwork. And <laughs> why did I do that again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the bullshit is that something like, oh, the captain wants to see you can invest in teamwork or whatever. So <laughs> he, he, well, a vampire then escapes from a nearby facility. So hold on. So wait, th- that's the bullshit. Is there gold in that shit? Oh, wait, wait. We're, we're, we're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. All right. All right. That's what so I a vampire escapes from a nearby facility. We have another freaking awesome fight scene. Yuichi Do is a badass. Great animation. Vampire ends up being killed. We find out there are these cursed weapons that can kill vampires that you get by making a contract with the demon. And um, he, in saving the school, he makes friends because he saved people's lives. And so that's resolution end of episode two is because he's made a friend, he now has progressed past the demons that have been haunting him for the past five years of his family dying and being murdered horribly before his eyes. Episode two, I'm like... One and a half, two out of five. Oh, jeez. Episode one, I'm like, five out of five. What do I do? Episode three. Episode three. So in episode three, we're back in the school at the start of the episode. And I'm like, that's it. This is done. This anime, I'm done with it. And we get a little bit of a fight scene and we learn more about the cursed weapons. And then, <laughs> then it does something that, I, that I'm like, okay, here's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> There's a conversation in this episode where they're going down. A kid went into this private area. And the girl, who's the military girl, is talking to Yuichiro. And she's like, did you think we'd just have a regular school? The world is ending. Right. The, we're, we're in a military zone. We're fighting for our survival. Did you think we'd just have a school? And it, the school is a military experiment. They're exposing them to like the demon to see which among the children can can suppress the like the effects of the demon which means they can wield these weapons to then fight against the vampires. Wait, so they can't wield no one's wielding these weapons at this point? No, they are. They are. But but it, there's there's a demon in the school. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> and wow. so that happens. they have they have all the kids around the demon to see which kids can suppress the effects of the demon, okay. which means then they can make a contract and get a cursed weapon to then fight the vampires and the ones I who see. can't just can't. And like at the start of the episode there's a conversation where a, g- a girl gives him her number and the um, the military girl is like, so are you going to go out with her? And and he's like, Yuichiro's like, no, I don't have time for that. And she's like, you really need to make more babies. <laughs> because well, he, he, But it's like, it's not that traditional anime cliche because she's like, humanity is, is yeah. we need babies. No, I can see that. Like, and she presents it as that. She doesn't present it like, it's not the normal anime like, oh, my nose bleeds and my face is red and steam's mm-hmm. coming out of my ears. It's like a conversation of her being like, 
no, the human race needs you to reproduce to survive. This is what we encourage right now is for you to basically get it on. That's what I'm talking about. Whenever, <laughs> whenever like you can. Show. So <laughs> end of episode two, we have this resolution. We find out about the cursed weapons. And that's when we find out, unsurprisingly, he's in the open opening. Michaela is alive and he's now a vampire. So we have that kind of brother versus brother wait, wait, wait. dynamic. Who's a, wait, who's a vampire? Michaela. He's he's the boy who sacrificed himself for oh. Yuichiro to survive, but he didn't actually die. He die. just became a vampire. He just became a vampire. Ah, crap. So so here's here's my thing with Wadi no Seraph. Episode one. I was like, that sounds, I, I want to watch is, episode one. This is amazing. Episode one. This is amazing. Episode two. I wanted to scream. Mm. Episode three. I'm back to going. Huh. Okay. Okay. Maybe you're going to do something with this. Maybe you're going to do something with this. And because of that, I'm going to pass this show. Awesome. I uh, think I, you know, if nothing else, it's so pretty. Like it is so pretty. Um, but but episode one has given me hope that it's like episode one, they led off with that. I want to believe that that's really what this anime is about because they didn't lead with the school and then have something else. They led off with this this plot and this world and this atmosphere. And then they threw in this other stuff. But even that's already starting to be chipped away and torn on it, uh, turned on its side. And I have hope that that they're they're doing the OK, yeah, it's an anime. Here's a school. But. Mm-hmm they're they're trying to 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 make it what it is so yeah well i mean the way you described the first episode i mean i i I just want to watch that and you know see where it goes from there it's yeah i mean it sounds like it could be absolutely incredible the first episode was an immediate like i said it was five out of five yeah the second episode was like two two and a half out of five Mm. the third episode was a solid like three three and a half ish right so i almost wish that i had four episodes (laughs) before giving this impression but Definitely. Well, yeah. oh, is it my turn again? It's your yeah, turn Yeah, shuffle them up. All right, all right. Okay, uh, so my next impression uh, will be on Shokugeki no Soma, and uh, also known as Food Wars. Um, so let me pull up the plot summary here off of, uh, well, let's go off of Wikipedia. Um, so Shokugeki no Soma tells the story of a boy named Soma Yukihira, whose dream is to become a full-time chef in his father's restaurant and surpass his father's culinary skills. But just as Soma graduates from middle school, his father, Joichiro Yukihara, closes down the restaurant to cook in America. However, Soma's fighting spirit is rekindled by a challenge from Joichiro, which is to survive in in an elite culinary school where only 10% of the students manage to graduate. So... Um, it's a shonen show. No way. Obviously. It is also, and it will become very apparent to you early on in the show, it is also a very etchy show, which I am generally not a huge fan of. Weren't there like naked aprons in the PV on this one? Am I there thinking was of the one right guy, one? There was one guy who cooks naked in the PV and I was like, ah, whatever. And another girl naked. who was in a bikini butchering Was there? Me. Yeah. I, oh, that's true. Okay, so whatever. I was like, ah, you know, it's it's gotten, you know, All right. yeah, whatever, whatever. Sometimes you, you cook, know, you chop hey, yo, some Sometimes meat. you gotta cook naked, whatever. It's what it is. <laughs> and uh, you do what you do. We don't judge. You, know? you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, this guy over here wants to whatever. So don't judge. The manga <laughs> for Shukugeki no Soma has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of hype. You know, a lot of people saying that it was really good. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna give it a shot. 
Um, and I watched the PV, and I kind of thought it was interesting enough. Uh, yeah. So let me pull up the episode breakdown. Kazuo, all that I can remember is that girl like chopping steaks and stuff or whatever in her panties. Okay, well, yeah, but that was just the PV. So um, it it gets worse. <laughs> okay. So all right. So episode one, uh, you meet the uh, the main character who is Soma, and he is he's just graduating middle school. So that puts him at what, like thirteen? Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. And so he's graduating middle school. Um, he works at his dad's uh, shop. His dad is, uh, has a restaurant, a little kind of uh, hole-in-the-wall kind of mom-and-pop restaurant shop. And uh, so he works there. And so it opens up with uh, him and his dad having, like, a cooking battle where they're making, like, fried rice. And, uh, you know, and then he, he gives it to one of his female friends to taste test to see which is better. And as she, like, eats the rice... She does that that thing that I can't do because I don't have a, I don't have a female voice, but it's the ah ah yeah yeah that thing and like it's that like the, yeah but like like very uh like um like cloudy and like the ah kind of like that all right there you go okay nailed it so she does that I'm like that's weird whatever um and later on this uh, in the first episode there's a lady that comes in she's a businesswoman and she comes in and she wants to buy up the shop because or the restaurant because she wants to build a skyscraper skyscraper like uh apartment complex building and you know he's like soma's there by himself his dad is kind of non-existent at this point and soma's there and he's like no we're not going to sell it to you and all that and get out of here and so she leaves and soma goes about his business comes back from school one day and see the sees that the restaurant has been ransacked completely and just just stuff destroyed the sign has been painted over it and all the like meat in the fridge has had like salt thrown on it, and it's all just been ruined. All the food's ruined, and um, the lady comes in again, oddly enough, and he's like, "Oh, wow, how'd this happen?" Of course, she did it. And um, you know, prior to this, I guess I should say that Soma had told her that, you know, for some reason he decided to tell her that if we can't serve our clients, then we'll close up shop. Or, but it's, it's, as long as we can, we're going to be here to do so. And so she comes in, and she's like, "Oh." You know, I I want a delicious meat meal, meat meal. I don't know meat meal. I wanted. She wants a wait, meal. Wait, 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 she wants some meat, all right. She wants some so, meat. Wait, wait. If I came over to your apartment, Cosmo, right? Well, like, is, like pretend pretend right. we don't have the relationship we do. Okay. We just met at a bar or something, and I came over and I was right. like, so I would like, <laughs> I would like you to prepare to, a delicious meat meal for me. <laughs> would you not like I would be very confused. Um, would you like a shot of vitamin M? You're like, oh look. my god. <laughs> you just come over. I need some meat right now. <laughs> I have a vitamin M deficiency. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so she comes in and is like I would like a meal primarily comprised of meat. <laughs> and you know, all, obviously all the meat has been ruined and destroyed by her and her henchmen. And so he's like, all right, I got this. You know, he, on his way home from school, picked up some stuff for breakfast. So he had some bacon and some potatoes and some other stuff. And so he throws together this thing that looks like a roast pork, but it's not. And it's a surprise roast pork, which is potatoes wrapped in bacon. One of the cool things about this show, I should say, as he's cooking, is that it's really cool animation. Like, while he's cooking, you know, you get, you get to see, like, all the stuff he's doing. And he's chopping up the onions and he's throwing in the spices and things. And it's very well animated. And kind of cool to watch, and um, like, and you see the food, and it's like, oh man, it's like mouthwateringly good. And so, he prepares this meal for her and her henchmen, 
and she takes a bite into it and her guys do as well. And as soon as they do, it's more of the, ah. except in this situation, their clothes explode off of them <laughs> and they're just like, the hell? you know, I hate it when that happens. I go to a nice restaurant, I get a good meal and then my clothes just explode off. Like, <laughs> How are you supposed to make a good impression in front of people? I don't know. So they're This clothes. is why I have to go to guys' apartments before I ask for and meat ask meals. For meat meals. Yeah. So it's Eddie Ez in the chat says it be- says it best. It is food porn. Literally. It's it porn is, with food. It is literally they eat a meal, it tastes so good that their clothes explode off of them and they're all like, uh and whatnot. And then, and it's just and so anyways, okay, so that happens. And then obviously she likes the meal and so they don't close up shop. Continuing on with the story. Episode two, his dad hits up Zoe on the phone. He's like, hey, bro, uh, closing up shop. I'm moving to New York. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone's like, wait, what? And, uh, and then leaving you alone with all of the women. Yeah, no, right? And so he's like, you're going to this school. You're going to go to this, you know, very high-end uh, cooking school. And, you know, 10% of the kids graduate. The rest fail. Have fun. And so he goes. And so... I'm like, all right, cool. He's going to go to this school. It's very difficult to, to succeed in. He's going to maybe have some challenges. You're going to have to overcome those challenges. You're going to get to see some development of the character where he's like, man, I can't, I can't, you know, Development of his know. sausage. So I got, I, got, I got it. So first, yeah. at first, his, his, his food could only make the bra explode. Mm, mm. But after honing his skills at the culinary school, right. he will get both the bra and the panties simultaneously. That's the dream. <laughs> no, uh, so anyway, so he goes to the school, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, cool. He's gonna go to the school. He's gonna there's gonna be some, like I said, some challenges. He's gonna have to overcome them. He's gonna maybe have some friends, and they're all gonna work together. You know, it's gonna be a shonen show. So he goes to the school, and he has his entrance exam, which he has to prepare a meal for some girl who has the god tongue. Um, <laughs> what? That's what and you said. Mm-hmm. And so, and apparently, her palate is so refined yeah, is. that no, no. One no average chef can please her, <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> takes three takes three chefs. So oh, so he goes into his entrance exam, prepares a rice meal, and uh, with like egg and honey and some other stuff I forget. But he prepares this and sausage. He prepares this bowl. No sausage in this one, unfortunately. Uh, and so he prepares this meal. She eats it, and of course she loves it. And in this case, though, um, she is transported into this when she eats the meal she she's, she's like Sausages! she's scantily clad in like a robe and there's like little bees buzzing around so anyways there are bees buzzing around and they have soma's face and and he's like stinging her or something and she's like you know doing the uh, thing and all that and so whatever so he gets into the school he has later on episode three he has another teacher who is like uh he's known to never smile and he asks them to prepare a meal and one of the other kids sabotages his meal but he succeeds in the end anyways point of the story is he has no challenge so far we're three episodes in he's just dominating everyone and everything easily which i guess is cool but it doesn't make for a very good story you know you want to see yeah. you want to see some challenge you want to see your characters grow and have to develop and have to overcome 
So, I mean, I guess it could get there. I think this show is definitely going to please a certain anime fan. Yeah? I, definitely. No way. Because, you know, it's got a, it's it's well animated. Um, I do enjoy the scenes where they're cooking, and it's, you know, as I said, the food that he makes actually is, you know, looks really good. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. You know, I'm going to learn how to cook. <laughs> and But the type of fan that this show pleases is not the type of fan that I am. And there's just not enough about the show to keep me coming back for more. So I am going to have to fail Shokugeki no Soma. Did you live happily ever after? Of course, Elizabeth. What a pile of shit. (laughs) What? Where is that from? That is from the movie Drop Dead Fred. Ah, uh, okay. It's a funny movie. Uh, yeah, I remember that movie. Okay. So, I am doing our last impression here, and it's on the anime Maho Shoujo Lyrical Nanaha Vivid. And I honestly think this is the closest show we have to the bubble. Probably. So, we're going to mm. see how it goes. I'm going to decide during the my bubble. impression whether or not it stays. Bubbles? My bubble. So, this is the fourth season of Nanoha. First we had Nanoha, then we had Nanoha A's, then we had Nanoha Strikers, and now, spring 2015, it's Nanoha Vivid, yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so first thing you need to know about Nanoha Vivid is that it sets, it's set four years after the last Nanoha anime, which is Strikers. Second thing you need to know is that you do not need to have seen any of Nanoha to watch this show, because Nanoha... She's in it, but like most of the characters that you recognize from the old show are not important. It's a whole brand new story. Nanoha, all she does in this show is like cook eggs for her daughter and make breakfast and, you know, be, so in, she's, be inspired. So she's grown up and become a real woman, a.k.a. had a child. Yep, pretty much. So she, According to Japanese standards. Yeah, basically. So like she went from a... Nanoha in the last anime was like firing Kamehameha beams out of her staff and blowing up, <laughs> blowing up battleships and shit because she's, she's really powerful. Awesome. But in this, all she blows up are people's pallets with her amazing uh, Omu dice. <laughs> all she does is cook rice. <laughs> I made Omu rice recently. You did. I Interesting. did. So, okay, so this is about a girl named Vivio whom is Nanoha's daughter, and sometimes Fate, Fate uh, Testarossa, I think her name is, comes over, and she's like Nanoha's friend, who's also insanely powerful. And she's like Fate Mama. She's like the second mama. And um, there is no, by the way, it's coming to think of it, there is no hint of a father in sight in this. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm having this weird thought that maybe like Fate and uh, Nanoha you know oh my god i like this anime so much more i don't i don't Mm. know i don't know what's going on but she calls them both mama anyway that's not really that important so it's like i said it's set four years after strikers that could be very important like i I, it's conjecture i don't know that that is exactly what's happening so all right so let me let me back up done by a1 pictures and a1 pictures is a jack ton of stuff the most recent thing that i think people recognize is that they did all know zero so, I don't know, Exorcist, I'm just scrolling through their list here. There's probably 500 anime on this list. I don't really know. So, they're a good studio. They've done a lot of nice stuff. And in this anime, Vivio is sort of an aspiring martial artist. She does. She studies what is strike arts. So, okay. I showed you a clip of yes. Kazuo. Mm-hmm. So, strike arts is 
in, in stark contrast to Nanoha's style, which is mostly like summoning magic spells and glyphs and firing crap out of her staff mm-hmm. and you know whooping some ass. Strike Arts is more like what you'd expect from, I don't know, like a berserker. Yeah, it's lunge hand-to-hand hand, combat. Hand-to-hand grappling, punching, kicking, you know, acrobatics, stuff like that. Mm. And there is in this anime, there is another girl whose name is Einhard Stratos. And the first thing you'll notice about her is, much like Vivio, she also has two different colored eyes. Oh, so yeah, I saw her in the video you showed me. Right, so Vivio has one red and one green eye, which is really weird. And Einhard has one blue and one purple eye. So that's a little less jarring than, than green and red, honestly. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I barely can notice that her eyes are different colors now, honestly. When I was in elementary school, yeah. there was a girl with two different color eyes. Was it one red and one green? No, it was like brown and green. I but I had a say. huge crush on her. Yeah? Don't remember her name. Do you think that's kind of hot, Kazuo? Well, I was in elementary school. I mean, well, Answer if, if the I, question. Look, if she was in... Did you call the code red? <laughs> I, you're, you're goddamn right, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... and. Einhard Stratos is the they've 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 entered a new sort of plot point into this into the Nanoha universe in this series where historical figures or whatever have have like passed their memories down through um, through their ancestors or whatever. So Einhard Stratos has like the emotions and the memories of somebody from like thousands of years ago who was trying to conquer the world or something like that. And she needs to become a lot stronger to do that. So you hear of this girl who is going around like street fighting people because she's trying to become stronger so she can accomplish the aspirations and the desires of the person that she has in her memories because they have really painful memories and she wants to, to quell that. She wants to stop that because it's, it's painful for her as well. So, there, so that's Einhard Stratos. And... In the anime, you know, they sort of introduce her as a villain, and what you get is you get a sort of a mini street fight between her and one of Vivio's teachers, whom also uses strike arts. Like, a lot of people in this anime use strike arts. It seems like pretty much everybody. And they they have a pretty cool fight scene. It's not very long, but uh, Nanoha is always sort of consistently good on the action. They always seem to have pretty good action scenes. Um, I, uh, I'm a huge fan of Nanaha A's because they, I mean, they would have like four or five person like battle royales where they would just be all whooping each other's asses. And, um, they sort of end up having a draw. VVO takes a huge blow to the side of the head from the, from the teacher, but in doing so she's able to sort of, she uses a spell that binds the, the, the teacher woman whose name is Nove, N-O-V-E, I think, Hmm. or maybe it's Wendy. I don't know. They're both these, both these characters have red hair. Um, and she, it's it's Nove, uh, Nove is the girl's name. And as she's bump, when she's bound, the girl just goes like she just wails on her. And so they both kind of they both the, the Nove girl is like crushed into a heap on the ground. The other girl kind of stumbles away and ends up blacking out because she took such a huge blow to the side of the head. And they Nove recovers and goes and finds her and captures her, takes her back, and they realize that she's just a little girl. In this anime, some of the some of the fighting weapons that they get. They are able to transform the user into an adult form if it's a child who's using it. And honestly, I don't really like this. They don't really do it in any of the prior Nanaha anime. But to me, it feels like a cheap way to give the, give the characters that used to be little girls breasts. I'm not a huge fan of it. You know, Nanaha never grew up. Her, 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 
whatever her heart weapon is called, the staff, it never made her turn into an adult with breasts. She was a little girl in the original show. That's just how it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. She was older in Strikers. That was because by the third season, the years had passed. So, you know, I was kind of lukewarm on this anime. The story at the, up, up until this point is that you have a girl who's trying to uh, accomplish the aspirations of, of, of a person from history, and she's sort of trying to... The, the plot line's a little weak, okay? Um, I have a feeling... I, I, under, I feel like it's going somewhere. They've sort of developed a friendship between... Einhard and Vivio, because in the third episode, they, they become friends through battle. You know, they have a couple sparring matches, and at the end of the, at the, end of the episode, they've, they, they sort of say, and this is how the two met and began their journey, you know, towards something. I don't know what, exactly what it's going to be, but this is how... It's just like how, just like how Nanoha and Fate sort of met each other and paired up in, in the original Nanoha anime, and they, where they were friends in all the anime that came after that. I was. I thought this anime really started to spread its wings at the end of the third episode. I showed you a, a fight scene, Kazuo, and mm-hmm. they did a really nice job with it. Yeah, definitely. They, they're animating for for about for about three minutes. They animated every single movement of the fighting. Like, you know, the girl would throw a punch. The girl would block with her elbow. She'd counter with like her right arm. The girl mm-hmm. would duck. You know, she would punch Vivio in the stomach and she'd fly away and recover and spin around on her hand and throw like a sidekick at the girl. I mean, it was, it's pretty cool fighting. I really respect the fact that they're animating things and not just, you know, cheapening out with flashing lights or, you know, uh, yeah. um, cell looping or whatever they do. <laughs> and they're mixing in some like magic, uh, you know, energy blast type stuff too. Vivio ends up catching a huge blast of the chest that knocks her into, like through a wall in that fight. <sighs> It's really on the fence for me, but I think... Uh, it, before you say, remember, okay. we have a bunch of other shows. We do. So. We do. Think. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pass this. I don't All have to right. think about it very much. All right. I All think right. I can rationalize the show that you're concerned about me not passing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not just because I'm a, I'm a fan of, of Lyrical Nanaha. I would, I would say this is nowhere near as good as like Nanaha A's. But, I mean... I think it's sort of on the fence. It's definitely better than two of the shows I'm watching. So okay, we'll see. I yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's on the bubble. I'm gonna pass it. I'm gonna pass it. All right. Wow, we had a really strong opening episode, guys. <laughs> Something like that. It's only three out of three out of five. It isn't like we passed all all five. Of the oh, shows but we for did. us though. Well, that just means that we're gonna be having some really negative episodes that's, later. Well, that's the thing with this season is that there's so many shows that are like. Yeah. Pretty good. Like, I mean, even though I failed Shokugeki no Soma, I, I wouldn't mind watching that show. Like, if the chat, you know, of course, as, as you all know, the chat, you got, or the, the listeners, you guys can vote in the uh, listener's choice for an, an additional show that we'll watch for this season. And if they picked Shokugeki no Soma, I'd be okay with that. I was going to say, I do kind of have a, a weird curiosity about it. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing is there's a lot of shows this season that are kind of good and it's like uh you know what do we pick yeah it's a tough one but it's tough in a good way it is it's better it's better than the seasons where we're going uh steins gate <laughs> i guess <laughs> go back five years and watch another show all right well this was the 273rd episode of the anime addicts anonymous podcast hopefully we fulfilled our mission to make your anime addiction worse we did have an in-show trivia question at the start of the episode and that was what is hayao miyazaki from studio ghibli what is his favorite brand of cigarettes 
Does anybody know? Do, do you know Kazuo off the top of your head? Uh, uh, Marlboro? I don't know. Marlboro. Oh, no, it's iconic. Miyazaki is known to smoke cherry brand cigarettes. Cherry brand? Cherry All brand. Right. That's, That's a Japanese brand. Yeah. I, I read an article that said that he was down to 30 cigarettes a day. Oh, my God. Down to 30. He's like, I've cut back a lot. I'm only smoking 30 a day. Oh, but it's okay. I just had my lungs scanned, and I'm, I'm good to go. Well, I guess if you're smoking cigarettes and you really frequently get your lungs scanned for cancer and stuff, uh, I don't know. I'm saying I'm not saying it's <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. No one should smoke, but it's better to get yourself and uh, evaluated frequently. I'll say I'll say it's always better to to be proactive with your your health. I will definitely agree with Still, that. Thirty cigarettes a day is like that's ridiculous. It's like two packs. Yeah, no joke. But <laughs> that is his iconic cigarettes so you can find us at aaapodcast.com itunes don't forget to drop us a rating on itunes especially if you like us facebook.com forward slash anime addicts anonymous podcast give us the big old thumbs up there because that means you're cool uh twitter.com forward slash aaapodcast or at aaapodcast if you want to follow kazuo you can find him at aaakazuo k-a-z-u-o <laughs> And me, at Elise Kova, E-L-I-S-E-K-O-V-A. So say hi to us in all the places, not just one of the places. And, of course, YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash AAA podcast. We're live at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 10 p.m. GMT. And be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube so you get notifications whenever we go live and it comes up in your feed and all our d- d- bits and pieces and anything we put up and blah, blah, blah. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, those of you guys who joined us on YouTube today. And it has been a great episode. I, I, think, I think that was a good one, guys. Yeah. yeah, you know, I had a lot of fun. Definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of these anime shake out. Yeah, Impre- definitely. Doing impressions is always my favorite. So It's a good season. It is. Take care, everyone. Bye.